0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. I'm so happy that you are here. Thank you so much for joining us. In today's episode, I'm going to speak to you about overcoming, or actually, maybe not even overcoming, but just learning how to move through the seasons of being uncomfortable, even if you are starting a micro school, a learning pod, or a tutoring business—even if you're just thinking about it and it's already making you uncomfortable—this is a great episode for you. I want to start off by sharing with you a story of a recent situation that I was in that made me so uncomfortable, and really, because of the situation, it made me reflect and want to bring this important episode to you because I know many of you were all changing into a new season coming out of teaching this school year, homeschooling this school year, starting our summer. So sometimes that makes people even feel uncomfortable starting a new season or letting go of what they had already accomplished and having to just set in a season of waiting. There's also this time of trying to make decisions for the next school year. Am I going to stay? Am I going to go? What am I going to teach? How am I going to build a business? How am I going to get the students? How am I going to have these tough conversations? And so today I'm excited to just share with you personal experiences of moving through uncomfortable moments and what I've had to hold on to in the midst of that to give me the strength to have the hard conversations, to work through the situations that are making me absolutely terrified, uncomfortable, and what I've learned coming out of them. So. Sit back, relax, and grab your favorite drink. Mine right now is a Celsius, not gonna lie, because I'm needing that extra energy. Let's hit play. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. All right, here we go, and as promised, I said that during the month of May, I was really going to pour into our mindset and help us move through the month of May through mental health and really as parents and teachers, get a good understanding and a good foundation of where we are mentally and how we can improve on our mindset, our thoughts, and our actions as we move into a new season, we move into summer, Some are even building their own business, which I'm so excited for. And by the way, if you did not grab any of our business bundle pieces of information, which are so critical in building your school, we have our introductory packet, which has been one of the most favorite pieces that everyone has been raving about. And also the handbook that has all the contracts, all of the waivers, No matter if you're starting a tutoring business, learning pod, micro school, you definitely need these pieces in your business. So the introductory packet is going to give you all the necessary tools to communicate effectively with all of your parents who are interested in inquiring about your services. Plus, it just gives you so much clarity as you work through this document, trying to make sure that you share your vision, your beliefs, your background, all of the details, I really feel as if nothing has been left out for parents to ask about. And that's so important. We have to be transparent with our families. You can grab the introductory packet alone. You can go to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com shop. I have some people asking me questions about it. Just DM me through Facebook, through Instagram. If you have any questions about it, send me an email at teachersletyourlightshine at gmail.com if you have any questions i'm here to help you here to serve and also you know we've got the brochure we've got the flyer we also have the welcome letter which is super precious the enrollment form the parent partnership letter is a really great tool to use as well just like the introductory packet only it's a little bit more condensed and it's there to really partner with parents maybe on a tutoring basis or a part-time basis But the handbook and contract, if you are so not into all of those logistics and all of those overwhelming pieces of information, safety, health, come on, you know it. The contracts, the waivers, all of that business, just do yourself a favor. I've already done all the heavy lifting for you. You can go to, again, www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. Of course, if you need all of it, it's cheaper to buy it in the bundle, but you can go in and buy each piece. I promise it's worth your time. So head on over there and also ask me any questions if you need help in deciding which would be best for you. All right. So let me get into this story today about what happened recently. My husband and I—we've st- really tried to start a new hobby, and we did that because we noticed that we were doing a lot of a lot of working. And more so, not, hey listen, we both love to work, but we also are business owners and we have a, something else on the side that we've been working on. We've got two daughters that we want to be present with and we just noticed that a lot of things, work related, were bleeding into our weekends. And uh, granted that comes with seasons of life, but we just knew through our time together that that's not how we wanted to live our life. And again, I'm so grateful for building this business because it has alleviated so much pressure, so much time off of my life so that I can enjoy more so than what I have ever been able to in my lifetime at being a teacher. But because I have the podcast, there have been some situations where I've had to work on the weekends. Okay. Long story short, we started a hobby of kayaking and we try to do this either on Saturday or Sunday for a couple of hours. So I was working a little bit on the weekend and my husband was like, we promised we weren't gonna do this. We're gonna have to cut it off and we're gonna go do our kayaking. So we went and lo and behold, thank goodness I did not look at the weather because if I would have looked at the weather, I wouldn't have gone. Okay, so think about that in your own life. If you would know what it's going to look like and if it looks scary and if it looks uncomfortable, how many of you would not take that risk? Because once we got on on the kayak, here comes the big thunderclouds and the thunder and my husband's like, oh yeah, it's supposed to rain today. And I'm like, okay, great. I didn't say anything. I was just happy to be there. And of course, as we start paddling, here comes the rain. And now I'm one where I love hot showers, like blazing hot. I just give me a hot tub and I'll be in there for hours. Okay, I definitely miss having a bathtub. I want to be warm. Okay, I want to be warm. I don't like being cold. It makes me extremely uncomfortable. And I definitely do not want to be in a cold shower. And that is exactly what it felt like. Even though I live in Florida, it felt like a co- I was just sitting in a cold shower. And then your pants are wet. And then your shirt's wet. and all your clothes are wet. So we kayak on up and we go to a place. It's called Wakaiba Island where we live. And we got out and thankfully he had a towel. I dried off. I didn't say a word. I didn't complain. I was, again, just happy to have been there because I didn't want to work and I just wanted to come back and have a fresh mind because I knew that it would all be there for me later. And so, again, just happy to be there but feeling cold. And the rain moved away. We got back into the kayak and we started kayaking back and here comes the rain again. And my husband was like, honey, you know, I think it's good to be uncomfortable. I really do. I think it's really good to be uncomfortable because it, it does something in your brain. And it makes you feel as if you can accomplish so much more. And do you guys know of Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins, he's got an awesome podcast. I used to listen to him all the time. Try to catch him here and there. But Tony Robbins makes a commitment to himself. For the past 20 something years, I believe, he goes into his pool, which is set at like 50 something degrees every single morning, gets up out of bed, and goes and jumps in his freezing cold pool. Or he goes, if he's in his home somewhere else, I think it's in California, he goes and he jumps in a nearby river, which is like 48 something degrees. I don't know, something along those natures. Anyways, way too cold for this gal. But he said, not one single time has he ever said, I cannot wait to do this. He said, every time I go, I dread it, but I do it anyways. And it's just such a shock to his body. Every cell in his body wakes up. And he says that he has told himself, he's dedicated himself to training his brain. Because he said, if I let my brain take control over me, I'll never do that. I'll never do what's hard. And so it's become a practice that he has to make himself uncomfortable to do hard things, which then leads to other things in his life. And I really resonated with that. And I, of course, am grateful for all of the times I put myself in hard situations. I think about all of the times, and I hope that you have too, that you've made yourself do things that were so uncomfortable. It hurts. It literally hurts. Have you ever jumped in a place that's cold and it feels like needles are poking at you? It hurts. The other day when it was raining on me and it was so cold and my pants were wet and my, I just, it was awful, awful, awful. But I'm like, oh God, honey, you're so right. It's good to do this stuff, even if it hurts. And you know, the day before where we had some neighbors that were selling waffles and my, we got out and started talking to them. And my oldest daughter, Jalen, said, hey, mom, why don't you ask them to come over to our house for the bouncy house? Because it was my other daughter's birthday. And I had even thought about it. They live several streets down, but they've got a little girl. And I thought, I should invite them over to our house. We've got a bouncy house for my daughter's birthday. And I mean, come on. I paid for it. Might as well just have as many people as we can. And it's not that I didn't want them there. I actually did want them there. But I was nervous to ask. I was even nervous to offer a free bounce house experience for this family. I was nervous to offer them that. I mean, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm nervous. Hello, have you been like that? And it just made me think about even the the, the nine teachers that we have or parents that we have in our educational marketing series right now that are legitimately dedicated and are working their hineys off to do uncomfortable situations, I'm like, this is amazing, but I know how it feels and it's difficult. And so today I just wanted to share with you just some really good tips that I'm trying to embrace myself as we do hard, uncomfortable things. Because let's face it, we all have a threshold for being uncomfortable and how high that threshold is varies from person to person. The higher your threshold, the more uncomfortable you are with being uncomfortable. However, there are some steps I believe that you can take to stepping outside your comfort zone easier, regardless of your just your natural comfort level. Because the importance of being uncomfortable is for your personal growth, and it helps to set priorities for your life. There are many situations where we must must be uncomfortable in order to grow and learn. I cannot think of any time that I have grown or have learned without being uncomfortable. Seriously, it's hard and it's stinky sometimes. I think about starting this business, I think about moving, I think about moving schools to schools, I think about becoming a parent. I mean, all of these things are hard and they are uncomfortable and they took time, but they've made us stronger. And I'll be the first to admit that if it's too hot outside and I'm going to go on a run, I don't really want to run. I just want to walk. I mean, come on. The weights are heavy at first, right? When you're starting to work out, the weights are heavy. If you want to improve your writing, you have to write more rather than just sit at home all day watching Netflix. I mean, to always stay in your comfort zone and avoid situations where you might fail or be uncomfortable... Listen, you're missing an opportunity for you to literally grow as an individual. And, and I truly believe that it really helps fight anxiety. When you have to be anxious in the moment and fight through it, then the next time you're in a situation that makes you feel anxious, your threshold is even higher. Now, some people are naturally more comfortable trying new things in life starting a business, starting a school, starting homeschooling. This is a tad bit easier than people who are very uncomfortable with change. Being uncomfortable simply allows you to constantly stretch your limits. And I'm here to tell you that it doesn't feel good. I know that it doesn't to have hard conversations, to pick up the phone and call someone, to tell someone that you're leaving your position, to tell someone that you're going to homeschool. And you may have people who are like, what do you mean you're going to homeschool? Or what do you mean you're going to start a school? My gosh, I can't even tell you how many times I've had to fight this feeling of dread when it comes to doing things that I know are going to be difficult. So we have to increase our tolerance. It's just, it is what it is. We have to Almost become a little desensitized as we move through these progressions of being uncomfortable and starting new things. And you know, there is a difference in being uncomfortable and there is a difference in being scared. Being uncomfortable means that you are in a situation where things are unfamiliar, it's outside of the norm, and it's unpredictable. And being scared means that you literally are in fear or anxiety about something dangerous happening to yourself or to others. And I have felt both of them. Now, here's the key. You have to know that if you are constantly facing fear and anxiety to new situations, it's time to take a deeper look at what's really happening. Because that is a scary situation to be in. But if you're just like, okay, I'm just going to do this one thing. Gosh, this is hard. This stinks. And then you do it and you're like, okay, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did it. We have to be able to embrace discomfort. So here's what I suggest. Just start taking risk by doing some uncomfortable things. Maybe you need to start exercising. Maybe you need to start having tough conversations with someone that you love about something that's bothering you, but you're too afraid or maybe you're uncomfortable doing it. Start with smaller Things. try to explore new experiences of things that you're not used to like kayaking or hiking or bike riding just something different just doing those little things will help you hello and welcome back to another episode of teacher let your light shine and today I've got a good story for you to kick us off into feeling uncomfortable and ways that we can get through these feelings of uncomfortability I mean, I know exactly how it feels to try to start something new, to start something different, to be in a situation where you've never experienced. And actually, I say little, but it really may not be little to you. It is a big deal. So everything that you do that feels uncomfortable, if you are able to persevere through it, kudos to you. Kudos to you, which I think is really a really great reason why we should journal. And go back and reflect. And if you've been journaling at any time, just brain dumping anything down, or maybe you have a prayer journal, and you look back at things that you've overcome in your life. If I enjoy looking back at the journals that I've written, I'm thinking, wow, I was in a really, really hard place. Or I was in a dark place. Or I was having some struggles during that time. And I I overcame them. So I think it's really neat if you are journaling, to really document your life and to go back and look over them. Maybe that's something you can do during the summertime. And even making a list, five things that you want to do that seem really scary to you and hang them up and every day just by looking at them, you know, hang them up in your mirror, hang them up right above your sink, hang them up by your bed, put them somewhere in your journal, put them somewhere where you can see them. Five things that are really making you scared, that make you feel uncomfortable, but you want to do it. I also think that when you feel uncomfortable, it's very important to realize that Other people feel that way too. You know, I think that's why it's very important that we came together in a group in our educational marketing series because everybody's doing it together. And you feel as if you are a part of a culture of people who are doing hard things. That's why listening to professional development is very good for us because we know that people have gone through hard things like us. That's why being a part of a group is very important because It makes you realize that you need people around you who have gone through what you've gone through, you're not alone, or are going through what you're going through right now. For an example, when we were kayaking, my husband, if I looked in that situation and I looked at him, I'm like, he's cold too. It's raining on him too, and he doesn't like to get wet. So that's even more of a reason to think, you know, this isn't all about me right now and how how uncomfortable I am. So are all these other 20 people that are floating down the river right now, soaking wet, falling off their kayaks. At least I'm not drenched. At least I'm not completely submerged. You know, so you look around and there's someone else in this world that's either done what you've done, doing what you're doing, or have gone through a similar feeling before. So knowing that you're not alone and you know that you're not alone, you need to head on over to start your micro school or homeschooling business. That's our Facebook group. Send me a message. I'm so grateful i just had an incredible woman reach out to me through uh email and she just shared her story with me and how she had started a micro school and it was difficult and she needed to help growing it and i'm thinking thank god that you know sometimes it's not even easy to email someone and tell them that you're struggling You know, difficult to reach out and tell someone that you need help, but that's a part of being uncomfortable because we need each other. That's one thing that I've learned about having a business is that you can't do it alone. Even if you're like, well, I've ran a classroom alone and I've done this and I've done that. No, you can't do it alone. It takes a team. It takes a village. And at first I did think that I could do it alone. And I found out real quickly that I needed a major support group. And I mean that in a wonderful way, but You know, it was in the midst of a pandemic of starting this school and I had never taught out of my home before and I had kids of multiple ages and I recruited my mother-in-law to come and help me to start out. And then the next year I recruited an assistant to come help out and I had my husband help me do a lot and I had my sister-in-law help me. I have people who help me because I've realized I don't want to try to do it on my own anymore. So sometimes asking for help is a part of being uncomfortable, but I know For certain that it has helped me break through that threshold. I also want to recommend to start small. Just starting small can make a huge difference. And so, if you're feeling very uncomfortable about something that's really big, just taking that one big thing. If you've got a list of five things, taking that one big thing and breaking it down into smaller little pieces, so that you can just do one of those little pieces. Like for an example, we're having an end of the year banquet. I do this in our micro school. I have a celebration where all of the parents are going to come so it's going to be over 50 people there and it makes me nervous and I feel like I'm an extrovert but I also have a little bit of introvert in me or a lot maybe but I'm thinking okay I've got to get up and I've done this before I've been up on stages before I have presented I've done an award ceremony before what's the big deal but every time it just still makes me nervous I don't do it on a daily basis so I guess what? I'm asking for help. I'm asking people to help me with the wording. Help me with what it's going to look like. Help me with the food that's going to be ordered. Help me with how how long it should be. Help me with how deep I should go about each student. Help me with how this night should feel because I don't want to do it alone. It makes me uncomfortable, but I'm still going to do it. But I'm going to have people help me along the way. And I'm going to start small by just one little thing at a time to help me prepare for it, such as Let's first order the food. Now let's order the decorations. Now let's think about the awards and who can help me think of what I could say during these awards. Just little things like that that make a big difference. But I really, if you just go, oh my gosh, got an end of the year banquet and I got to prepare for it. Well, what does preparing look like? Makes me nervous. I'm doing parent-teacher conferences right now too where all of the parents are coming one by one, family by family, telling them all of their child's growth and, you know, It's such a beautiful moment, though. My gosh, the parents appreciate it so much, but it made me nervous. Trying to prepare and having hard conversations, you know, because you're thinking, these people have been paying me for the past year. I hope they like it. I mean, come on. It's difficult. So I hope that this gives you some reassurance. If you're facing some uncomfortable moments, you're really trying to make new changes, I pray that this really does come at you during a time that you need an encouraging word and to just know that you have permission to do hard things because you can do hard things. I'll see you over in our Facebook group, Start Your Microschool or Homeschooling Business. And until then, reach out to me. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.